Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. I am just here in Madison, Wisconsin, enjoying a beautiful August day, which for me <laughs> means sort of overcast, a little bit drizzly, and best of all, it feels like one of the first autumn days. It's a little bit early for autumn still, but I am relishing this day with its cool temperatures and the beautiful light rain that's coming down in the garden while I sit here with a cup of tea and record this episode. So in today's show, we'll be exploring the healing properties of Vera Cruz Amethyst, a crystal for spiritual growth. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's questions come from Doa. Doa says, what's the deal with pink amethyst? Because of its very mysterious and very recent occurrence, it's hard to find information about this beauty. Have you worked with it or do you find it as powerful as real amethyst or other crystals? I would love if you could cover this in an episode one day. So Doa, I thought this would be a great time to talk about it since we're also talking about another type of amethyst in the show today. But you're asking all about pink amethyst, which, as you said, is a fairly recent find. So let's talk about it. First and foremost, this amethyst comes from Argentina, from Patagonia, Argentina. It's often uh, formed in deposits along with calcite and quartz, and it seems like According to some Mindat.org forums that I uh, researched back when I first got a piece of this, it gets its color from hematite. So they suggest, you know, that we really should be calling it like hematite included quartz because pink amethyst or red amethyst is really more of a trade name, potentially more of a marketing term. Now this sort of makes sense. Regular amethyst gets its color from small amounts of iron included in the quartz, and hematite is mostly just iron, so this hematite-included quartz is a really beautiful shade of rose pink. So that makes it technically not quite an amethyst, not a rose quartz, but a pink quartz. However, there's also a paper that was called Pink Amethyst from the El Chioque Mine, Patagonia, Argentina, that was published in the Mineralogical Record, and it says that the color in this particular type of pink quartz is from the same source as amethyst. It's just resulting in a pale pink color rather than purple, so they say that pink amethyst would actually be a correct name. So we can call it pink amethyst because that's the most commonly used and most people are, I think, more likely to know what it is you're discussing. But we can also call it a pink quartz. Both are correct because amethyst is just a variety of quartz. So Doa, to answer your question whether or not I've worked with it, 
I have. I really enjoy it. Um, you asked the question, do I find it as powerful as real amethyst or other crystals? And this is a word I don't personally tend to use often when it comes to crystals um, because I think they all have their specific power and energy. I wouldn't necessarily say that I feel it any stronger or any less strong than any other crystals I've worked with. It just feels different. What I will say is I do really enjoy its energy. It feels to me really soft, soothing, gentle, very nurturing. Um, it's a crystal that I found I can turn to when I need a little bit of emotional support. If you ever have those days where you're just feeling a little down, a little blue, you can't quite put your finger on why, there's nothing specific, then pink amethyst has been a great companion for me. I found it also really helps me stay in my heart space um, when I'm going to be working with a group of people, things like that. I'm an introvert and I tend to sort of want to shut down a little bit when I'm feeling overwhelmed by a lot of people, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. And so having pink amethyst as a companion has been really, really helpful for me. Doa also says, sometimes I struggle with learning on my own by feeling the energy and by reading about things. I feel like everyone has different opinions and obviously because not all experiences are the same. But one place I would read that this crystal is good for something, other places completely different crystals and so on. I feel like I often have a wall that blocks that energy from getting through to me. So Doa, don't get frustrated with this. This is so, so common. In fact, I even have a blog post about this called Where Do Healing Properties Come From? And it talks about why these properties vary between different sources, whether between different books, um, things that you find on YouTube and people's blogs, your own experiences. You might find loads of different properties associated for different minerals. The good news is none of those sources are necessarily wrong because like you said, we all have different experiences. We all have different energy coming into a situation and different things that we need to get out of working with those crystals. So it makes sense that crystals are very multifaceted. They can work in different ways. And so we all do experience the energy a little differently. It can be frustrated if you're someone like myself who likes to sort of be able to put things into a box mentally to sort them and sort of think about how they operate, but just giving a little grace and remembering that crystals are really multifaceted in a way they're like little shapeshifters and they sort of meet us where we're at is really, really helpful. My best advice is just to trust your intuition because it's likely going to be the best source of information for how a specific crystal will work with you. Finally, Doa asks, how long did it take you to, quote, build an audience? And was it hard in the beginning once you started in this very niche market? That's a great question, Doa, and it's sort of strange thinking back on it all. Things happen very organically. I am not like a super savvy marketing person, or at least I definitely wasn't way back when I started out. I've learned a lot along the way that's just through trial and error. But I think in terms of kind of reaching people around the world with this podcast and with my classes and my blog post articles and other things that I offered, it definitely took a lot of time, truly years in the making. 
I started teaching and offering crystal healing sessions and things like that in 2007 and really uh, sort of honed my teaching by 2010 when I offered the first iteration of my crystal healing certification program. So I would say when I first started out, I really wasn't thinking necessarily about the number of people I could reach or like growing my audience in any way. I was literally just wanting to be of service, and I think that was huge and really set me out on a good path. So I used to do like weekly live Q&A nights on YouTube live, which was a lot of fun, and I wrote articles like a couple times a month and put them out and then slowly grew into doing other things. And it was something that really brought me so much joy. And unfortunately, I'm too busy to do like weekly lives at this point. But I do on occasion hop on and do a Facebook live or an Instagram live, something like that, answer a couple quick questions. And then I do monthly calls with my students, which is really rewarding. They always have such amazing questions and it's really, really fun. Um, I think my favorite thing to do in terms of you know, getting information out to people about crystals and crystal healing is this podcast though. It's a place where I can just kind of really speak from the heart. Don't have to, um, prepare too much for it. It just is a little bit more off the cuff and I really enjoy that. So thanks so much for your questions, Doa. I hope that those answers help to give you some more information. And remember, if you're listening and you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of Veracruz Amethyst. So Veracruz Amethyst is a beautiful, highly prized, pale, sort of soft lilac-colored variety of amethyst That comes from Veracruz, Mexico, so that's how it gets its name. And if you've listened to the podcast a lot before, you know I always like to start these Healing Properties episodes with an affirmation. So here's the one that came through for Veracruz Amethyst. I am connected with the violet ray of divine knowledge and wisdom, and I tap into my inner knowing. Veracruz amethyst helps promote spiritual growth. It also connects you with your spiritual side if that's a part of you that you feel disconnected from or that you need to reconnect with. It also instills attitudes of compassion and promotes thoughts of loving kindness. I found that this crystal helps you recognize and address any issues that may be arising from a lack of compassion in your life and helps you sort of see where maybe you could open up that part of yourself a little bit more. Similarly, it really enhances the more nurturing aspects of your personality and helps open you up to receiving divine guidance and love. Like most varieties of amethyst, Veracruz can help you connect with your guides, um, especially so that you can get some guidance about ways you can better serve your community. It also opens you up to important life lessons and helps keep you humble. 
It promotes deep states of meditation and stimulates your intuition and your inner knowing to help give you guidance about your life path and your soul purpose. So if you've been lacking clarity around that, this is a great companion crystal to work with. It also helps you appreciate the present moment and the gifts that this moment has to offer you. It ranges in color from violet to purple to lavender. It can be so light purple that you really only see that lavender color when you hold it up to like a white piece of paper or white background. It can also be a really intense rich lilac color. It corresponds to the zodiac signs of Aquarius and Pisces and connects with the air and water element. A great companion flower for Veracruz amethyst is violet and an excellent companion essential oil is lavender. My favorite companion crystal to use along with Veracruz amethyst is morganite. And since this is a variety or type of amethyst, the properties of amethyst also apply here. And I do have a previous podcast all about amethyst in general, so feel free to go check that out for more information about those properties, along with some amethyst lore. Amethyst has a super interesting history of use across the globe, but I wanted to take some time in this episode to highlight Veracruz amethyst in particular because it's so beautiful and really quite different than a lot of other amethysts that's commercially available. If you'd like to see some of the Veracruz amethyst pieces in my personal collection, you can actually head over to the blog at loveandlightschool.com. Search for Veracruz amethyst. You'll find the post that matches this podcast and you'll see a video that I've made with some really stunning footage of some of my favorite Veracruz amethyst pieces. So I hope you'll check that out and enjoy. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning crystal healing certification program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. Well, that is it for today's short and sweet episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. I am so excited to take a little break, sip the rest of my tea, maybe take a walk out to hang out with the chickens for a minute, listen to the rain on the roof of their coop, and who knows, maybe break out the Halloween decorations really early this year. We'll see. If you want more information about anything I discussed in today's episode of the podcast, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick five-star rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Head over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen to check out our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, and all the places where you can find this podcast streaming online. And while you're there, make sure that you subscribe so you never miss a future episode of the show.
Today, I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Greg Meg, who left a five-star rating and said, Crystal Info Addicts, click here. I really enjoy this podcast. Lots of information and the host's voice is easy to listen to. The episodes are just long enough to hold your attention, but not long enough to put you to sleep. Definitely recommend if you're interested in crystals. Well, thanks, Greg Meg. I appreciate it. And I agree with what you're saying about the episode length. I personally have ADHD. And even if I'm really excited and passionate about a topic, I find my attention starting to slip after 15 to 30 minutes somewhere in there, even if it's something I'm really excited to learn about. So for me to create a podcast that hopefully hits that sweet spot in length really means a lot. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.